Shalom. Welcome to the cloud with Apostle Michael A. Ohene, the presbyter of Malik Fortress, a religious organization. As we started previously, I established the foundation that every believer can speak in tongues, whether he's just a believer or an apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, or an evangelist. So tongue speaking is for all. And as we progress, I want to draw your attention to the fact that tongue speaking is not all. There are dimensions of tongue speaking. There are insights. Today, I want us to look at the diverse kinds of tongue speaking. The various departments in the esoteric language. An issue of wide word controversy concerning tongue speaking is whether one's hearers are supposed to understand what is said. Most critics or skeptics quote the occurrence on the day of Pentecost and they recount in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4 to debate that the esoteric language we speak today or tongue speaking are not the tongues the apostles spoke. This confusion over tongue speaking has caused many believers to withdraw from exercising this gracious endowment of God placed in the spirit of every believer. What must be understood by such people and all believers alike is the fact that there are two kinds of tongues. Number one, there is new tongues which is the same as tongues of angels. Number two, there is other tongues, which is the same as tongues of men. In Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, the Bible says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have no charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Both of these are the heritage of the believer, but they manifest differently. Both new tongues and other tongues fall under the broader category of diverse kinds of tongues and are a manifestation of the indwelling Holy Spirit in the believer. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10 says, To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy to another discerning of spirit to another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues each kind of tongues is manifested in the believer through the indwelling holy spirit as he deems fit per the situation at hand now i want us to look at the first one new tongues or tongues of angels. So we pick our scripture reference from Mark 16 verse 17. 
And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So my emphasis is on new tongues here. The Greek word for new tongues in this verse is kainos glosa. Kainos means new. It is the same word that is used to refer to the new creature in Christ Jesus. And it denotes freshness or something that is of a new kind. And unheard of. Thus, this verse means that those who believe will speak with fresh, new, or unknown, or unheard of tongues. Note that Jesus said all who believe shall speak in new tongues, not some. Your, your inability to speak in tongues as a believer indicates that you do not have a complete understanding of what it means to believe. It also means that your life is short of wonders. For speaking in new tongues is a sign or wonder. Thus, to speak in tongues is to show the world how much of a wonder you are. It is this same kind of tongues that Paul the Apostle further elucidated in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speak, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. He clarifies that new or unknown tongue is not focused on speaking to men, but to God. On this premise established by Paul, the apostle, anyone who argues that speaking in tongues is for a selected few is defying the justice of access to God and the gaining of his attention. This is because such an argument suggests that only a selected few can talk to God. However, this is not true. Every believer can and should talk to God in new tongues. When we speak in new tongues, we are speaking to God, not to men. Hallelujah. We, however, cannot make God talk to men. In the scriptures, whenever God wanted to talk to men, he did one of two things. Number one, he either opened the ear of the people he was talking to so they could hear what he was saying. As happened in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Number two, he could also open the ear of another man to understand what he was saying. It is such a person that Paul, the apostle, referred to as the interpreter in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 27 to 28. And it says, If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at least most, or at most, by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church. And let him speak to himself, to God. He said, let the person keep silent. It means let the person meditate on what he or she has heard to herself. And it doesn't mean that the church should stop the person from speaking in tongues. You, the one speaking, should keep silent and receive the message and deliver later. If they don't understand you. So new or unknown tongue when spoken is of no profit to either the listening believer or unbeliever because it cannot be understood unless it is interpreted. So you keep silence. 
the apostle Paul makes this emphatically clear when he said in 1 Corinthians 14 5 to 6 I would that ye all speak with tongues but rather that ye prophesied for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues except he interpret that the church may receive edifying now brethren if I come unto you speaking with tongues what shall I profit you except I shall speak to either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine does the one who speaks in tongues must seek to interpret his tongues when you speak in tongues you have to interpret it or another must interpret it first corinthians 12 verse 10 he says to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the sign of spirit to another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaketh in tongues except he interpret that the church may receive edifying what i just read is from first corinthians 14 5. Like tongue speaking, interpretation of tongues is a gift of the Spirit which can manifest in the life of any believer who desires it. So desire is very, very key. After speaking in tongues, the next thing is, is to desire to interpret it, to understand what you are saying by yourself. Hallelujah. I pray you catch this revelation. And as you're listening to this, may your spirit open up for the Spirit of God to move in your life miraculously, that you will be able to interpret the very tongues you speak. When tongues are spoken on a public platform, they must of, of necessity be interpreted or will be of no profit or edification to the hearers. If there is no interpreter, the one speaking in tongues must speak only to himself and to God, as is, it was seen in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 28. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. When a person interprets new tongues, it then becomes prophecy because it is a communication of the Spirit. When it happens this way, the audience is also believed because they understand what the Spirit is saying. You must thus not question a believer when he speaks in tongues because he is speaking to God who understands all mysteries. The fact that you do not understand what he is saying, but are observing means that you are either unlearned, an unbeliever, or you simply do not understand the mystery of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let me move on to the second aspect of tongue speaking, which is other tongues or tongues of men. And I'm picking my scripture from Acts chapter 2 verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Other tongues essentially refers to other languages. The word other is from the Greek word heteros. In the scriptures, the Greek word for tongues are used in relation to tongue speaking. Is the word glossa which denotes a language, especially one naturally unacquired. Other tongues are used in the verse 
which means a different or altered language, especially one naturally unacquired. It is thus not one's native tongue. Other tongues is a language that is different or altered from the speaker naturally, which is acquired naturally. It is a natural language which is acquired. It is not one's native tongue or one which he speaks because he was trained in it. Rather, it is one that the person receives naturally, supernaturally. We receive this tongue supernaturally. It is most, mostly of no understanding to the speaker since it is altered from his or her naturally spoken language. The speaking in other tongues is first evidence in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, as I just read. Scripture must always interpret Scripture. I said Scripture must always interpret Scripture. In the book of Isaiah, we see the prophet Isaiah speak in prophecy of God's intent to speak to men through other tongues. Isaiah 28 verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to these people. Paul the Apostle's statement in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 21 is a direct quotation of this verse in Isaiah. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto these people. And yet, yet, for all that will they not hear me, says the Lord. He said, and yet for all that will, that will they not hear me. God himself said that many will not even hear him. They will not even take it. I pray this will not be your portion as you open up your spirit unto the spirit of God to move in your life massively. You begin to enter into dimensions you have never encountered before. I pray that the spirit that came upon some of us, the spirit that has rested upon us, will rest upon you in the name of Jesus as you're listening to this episode. Now the Greek word used for other tongues in this verse correspond with that used in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. The heteros. This word suggests one that is of a different kind from what the people are used to. Additionally, it is clear on what the speaker speaks and who the audience are. When we speak in other tongues, God does the speaking to man through man. Listen, when we do other tongues, when we speak in other tongues, when we speak in other esoteric language, it is God who is speaking to man through man. Whereas when we speak in new tongues, men do the speaking. When we speak in other tongues, it is God speaking to man through man. But when we speak in new tongues, it is men that do the speaking to God. The understanding of other tongues is that mostly of a profit to the hearers. Listen, the understanding of other tongues is thus mostly of profit to the hearers than the speaker. Acts chapter 2 verse 6 to 11. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man 
heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? Parthians, Emedes, Elamites, and the dwellers in Mesopotamia, and in Judea, in Cappadocia, in Pontus, in Asia, in Phrygia, in Pamphylia, in Egypt, and in the parts of Libya, about Siren, and strangers of Rome, Jews, proselyte, Cretus, and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. The early church and apostles spoke with other tongues on the day of Pentecost. And those who were present to hear them were in wonderment. Hallelujah. The disciples spoke in tongues. Yet these people from all over the world with different languages could discern and understand their language from it. The multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. This is truly the work of God. So when it comes to other tongues, it is God speaking to man through man. In the second dimension, hallelujah, it is God speaking to man through man. But when it comes to new tongues, it is man speaking to God. For instance, when I speak in tongues, I am speaking to God. But there's a dimension that when God himself begins to speak through me. As I bring my thesis to a conclusion, I want you to open up your spirit. And let the baptism of the Holy Ghost come upon you. Hallelujah. Therefore, speaking in tongues is a complete body consisting of two parts. Speaking in tongues is a realm on its own. It is a department on its own. Number one, you either speak in other tongues with God, talking to men, or number two, you speak in new tongues with your spirit, talking to God, or you speak in tongues with an interpreter in the case where God seeks to speak to the church for edification. Hallelujah. That's the fundamental question for the clarification of issues pertaining to tongues speaking, pertaining to the esoteric language. Yes. Who is or are the audience of other tongues speaking? Hallelujah. As we continue next week, may the Spirit of God rest upon you mightily, even as you desire these dimensions. Shalom. <laughs>